hear us, Lord Jesus. We pray that you would reveal your true self to us. Give us the courage to step towards it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good morning. I'm so glad to see all of you here on this beautiful day. You know, one of the true joys in life is deep friendship. That's not news to you, I'm sure, but deep friendship. Just to really know someone and to be known by them. The very well-known social researcher, Dr. Brene Brown, uh, has said that what gives purpose and meaning to our life is personal connection. Personal connection. And though Dr. Brown does not get to it in her TED Talks, you and I, being theologians, know that personal connection gives us purpose and meaning because we were made for it. We were created for personal connection. One of the very most basic aspects of God is that he is uh, in relationship with himself. He is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three in one in this sort of uh, relational dance of intimate knowing. And because we are made in that image, we therefore are made, we are created for relationships. We're made for friendship. Human relationships are like, it's like uh, water for thirsty souls. The presence of a close friend who knows us inside and out gives us joy. And when we do have these people, it doesn't have to be a lot of people. When we do have those people who know you, life is better. Life is safer and happier and more rich and more fulfilling. I've told you before that I am a terrible golfer. But I've hit a couple of really good shots when I was playing with my dad. And I remember those shots because we celebrated them together. I, I bet if you compile the top 20 moments of your life for every single person in here, at least 19 of them, you're not alone. You're not alone. Because meaning and significance comes from personal connection. You know who those people are in your life people who know the real you, and the people who count you as a friend like that. In fact, that I think is one of the reasons that God gave us church, right? Gave us the opportunity to worship him together in community. Now, on the other hand, when we don't have a few people who have let us in, a few people who we have let in, then that loneliness can, I think, be debilitating. We can get used to it, we can ignore it, we can numb it. It doesn't solve the problem, though, because our Creator made us for relationships. I think men, especially, have difficulty having friendships of any depth. I mean, we, talk, we drink beer and we talk about football. We find it harder to go deeper. Why? Because, I mean, listen, I like beer, I mean, I like football, um, <laughs> but we fear vulnerability. 
You fear vulnerability. At one point or another, most of us, men and women, have lost a close relationship like I'm describing. Maybe it was through death or a falling out. Maybe it was divorce or disagreement or just a drifting away. But though a friendship may be the very thing we need, that loss may bring a fear of more loss. A sort of intrinsic what if that keeps us from opening up again, a fear of vulnerability. And so here's my lead question for you this morning. What allows you? open up? What allows you to take off the mask and to entrust someone else with who you really are? What allows you to make yourself vulnerable? What situation or scenario needs to be in place in order for you to overcome that fear of vulnerability so that you get to enjoy the level of connection? For which you were created. So in our gospel passage that Deacon Beth just read. Peter and James and John are on a hike. With Jesus. They go up a high mountain. Probably no beer. They weren't talking about football. But nothing could have prepared them. For what happened next. Jesus took off the mask. Jesus showed them who he really was. Jesus' skin, even his clothes, began to start shining. This brilliant white light. And then Moses and Elijah show up from centuries past. And then a cloud of light descends and the voice of God speaks and the disciples fall down in terror. When they look up, they saw Jesus himself alone. Another translation says that more concisely. They looked up and saw Jesus only. Jesus only. What does this transfiguration mean and what does it mean for us? Well, what the transfiguration means is actually pretty straightforward. It means that Jesus is God. Jesus shows his true identity, his true glory there on the mountain. In just a brief moment, he shows his true identity to these three eyewitnesses of his majesty. The transfiguration means that Jesus is God. Here's why. Now, you might remember... About 1,500 years earlier, Moses had gone up on a mountain too. He went up on Mount Sinai. You can read about it in Exodus chapter 33. And he went up on Mount Sinai, Moses did, to receive the law of God. He was up there for a little while, and while he was up there, Moses got a little bit bold. And he asked God if he could see him. He said to God, I want... To see your glory. God said you can't. It will kill you. And God wasn't being ugly. God was being honest. There is an impassable gap. 
between the holiness of God and the unholiness of humanity. And even for a saint like Moses, the holiness of God would have utterly consumed him. But since God is good and gracious, and like any good parent, prefers saying yes over saying no, God found a workaround, a way to say no and yes at the same time. So he told Moses to go get in a little crack in the rock of the mountain, the cleft uh, of the rock, and he said he could peek out from it. And so God passes by Moses and let Moses just catch a glimpse of his glory from behind. Moses came down from that mountain glowing. And I don't mean like he was beaming, he was smiling, he was so happy. I mean, he was radiating light. Just getting that close to God's glory, just a glimpse gave Moses a divine radiance. Some people have called it the Shekinah glory. And it freaked the people out. I mean, they were unnerved. They made him put a veil over his face. They did not want to see it. It was weird. Moses' glow was a little more like a spray tan. (laughs) He got it because he had been in the presence of God. It was not his own glory, and it eventually wore off. And what does this have to do with Jesus And his transfiguration proving that he is God. Jesus' transfiguration was different than Moses. Jesus was not radiating light because he had been in the presence of the glory of God. Jesus was radiating light because he was the glory of God. Moses had shown a reflected glory, sort of like how the moon as bright as it is, is producing no light on his own. It's reflecting the light of the sun. Jesus was shining like the sun. He was the source of the glory. It was his own glory because he is God. And on this high mountain, Jesus is taking off the mask. He's lifting the veil, giving these three disciples a peek behind his fleshly curtain. Jesus is showing us, therefore, who he really is. Jesus is God. And that is what this very odd transfiguration account means. Now that may be news to some of you, but for most of you, you're probably thinking, well, that's great, but I already believe that Jesus is God, so what does it mean for me? I'm glad you asked. Remember, Dr. Brene Brown has said that personal connection gives our lives meaning and uh, purpose. And in all her research on human connection, especially in her research on shame and vulnerability, she found that in order to allow personal connection to happen, we have to allow ourselves to really be seen. In other words, in order to have that connection that we were made for, We have to take off our own masks and be vulnerable. And y'all, that's scary. The reason I bring it up is because in the transfiguration, we see Jesus, the one who is 
in fact, worthy being vulnerable in the sense of showing us his true self. He's making himself known as God. And he's doing so in order to connect personally, not just with the disciples, but with you and me. And not to fulfill his own need for connection, but in act, actually to fulfill your need and my need for him. Our greatest need is to be connected to God. And here on the Mount of Transfiguration, we see God offering us just what we need. Himself. The Transfiguration shows us the true character of God not just relational unto himself, three in one, but relational to us. The transfiguration shows us why he says the things that we love to hear him say. Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and my sheep know my voice. I and the way, and the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. Opening ourselves up to a relationship with God might seem scary or kind of woo-woo. Or, In fact, it is the safest, it is the best thing that we can do. But how do we overcome the problem that Moses had? I mean, the reason the disciples fell down in terror is because they knew that like Moses, if they looked into the face of God, they were going to die. In his presence, they rightly had no sense of confidence or worthiness before him. They possessed zero compulsion to vulnerability, right? They were afraid. And, and the only thing, the, the main thing they felt vulnerable to was death. But they didn't die. In fact, Jesus calls out to them, rise, have no fear. And they looked up and they saw Jesus only. Now, why didn't they die? It's because Jesus bridged the impassable gap. Jesus, being worthy, would soon take that death upon himself and then rise to life again for the very purpose of connecting us to himself and to the Father. And in fact, it is our personal and eternal connection to him that we find ultimate worth. As our sins are forgiven and our regrets are redeemed. You know what that means? It means that you can actually have the freedom in Christ, you can have the security in Christ to open yourself up to human connection. As you love God and you are loved by God, it creates in us the strength to love others and be loved by others. It is our connection to God through the vulnerability of a crucified and risen Savior that gives us the confidence and the worthiness necessary to be vulnerable, necessary to open ourselves up to the great joy of human connection without the fear that we have to prove ourselves over and over again. I personally have found myself terrified of what others would think of me. 
What are they going to think of me if I show up unprepared? What are they going to think of me if my kids act out again? (laughs) They're on vacation. Uh, what, What will they think of me if I don't answer a question the right way? What will they think of me if my breath is bad? Time and time again, I have found that if I return to Christ, if I return to my connection and my with him, that my worth is found in him, if I return to him, then I can put my fears about what others think of me on his cross. So much that I can even laugh with them about my own weaknesses. Because through the the cross, I'm less fearful about what I'm going to receive from those folks. I can actually focus on being able to care for those folks. So what are you afraid of? What keeps you from opening up? What keeps you from connection? Cast your eyes upon Jesus only. What rattles your confidence or challenges your worthiness? Cast your eyes upon Jesus only. What haunts your memories or keeps you up at night? Rise and have no fear and cast your eyes upon Jesus only, for he has revealed himself as God Almighty, sought a personal connection with you.